0: This is Hawkside Guns podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. This is our uh, it's been a little bit since we've uh, had a cast here. But the the middle of the year for for me at least is a little bit less on shooting one because it's hot in Texas.
1: Too hot enough to fry an egg. Hot <sighs> enough to fry Sean's brain.
0: Yeah, it is. Man, there's nothing worse than like going out. Into a hot, sticky mess of a field, getting eaten up by chiggers and and mosquitoes and trying to bust clays and that, and just just the sweltering heat and stuff. And I just, it's unenjoyable at a certain point. And uh, that point is uh, late May, June. (laughs) It's really what it is. So I don't do a whole lot during that time. So, And I know Jake has had uh, some other stuff going on in the personal life and, and all that with well, uh, family I, I, milestones and stuff.
1: I, I have been trying very, very hard to actually avoid the gun store because I know that I'll find something that I want, need, and just have to have right now, and I have to pay for college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so i I have been doing my i i still check the website every once in a while just to see if there's something there that goes, oh my god I have to have that
0: but I need it yeah uh
1: but but at the same time i i i have i haven't acquired anything new since the Beretta just because of this pure and simple fact of I can't afford it right now
0: dude I totally understand that uh and
1: yeah, but, but I was Oh, I'll oh, oh, one last little thing, but I was talking to my brother in the car today, and one of the things we discussed was the fact that there really isn't anything that incredibly new and exciting anyway. Or at least not in the handgun stuff that we like. Well, I can kind of
0: see that. I mean, I can kind of see that. To me, it's a little weird just because, you know, with the pandemic, we've had at least a year maybe I'm going to say closer to a year and a half with very little going on in the firearms market which means they really picked up late 2021
1: There's been a lot going on in the firearms market there just has been very very little innovation
0: Well in yeah market. I guess that's what I'm saying it, there's been very little in because they haven't had the staff they haven't had the time they haven't had the testing they haven't had and they've just been trying to keep up with demand really and, and figuring and supply. So, okay, we have this much materials and this much asset and this much time. What can we get to market that people will find useful? And,
1: and and the demand is continuing to go up, not down.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's reached a a kind of a a stabilization point. I've talked to, talked to uh, a bunch of suppliers and some, at least around in my area. And, there's uh there's a fair amount of it's just crazy uh handgun buying going on. I mean just just well, it, record it, amounts
1: well, still. Uh, we're actually going to talk about this in in our our other cast, but at the same time every time Uncle Joe comes out and says something stupid about firearms, I think he just makes another million dollars for the business. You you're wondering, I just wonder <laughs> If he's being paid to do
0: these things. Cause every time he does that, you're right. It's just like this huge rush. Uh and we could talk about that in another cast, but uh it's their handguns are going insane right now. Uh
1: as, as well as AR rifles.
0: As a as well as AR rifles. Because of the current climate and things that have happened in my state, uh, which are very sad. And we are uh, in in the industry. It is very difficult to know what's going to come next as far as regulation goes. So people are it, it, buying like crazy.
1: Well, it is. But it, even then, you have to admit, even from an in- industry standard, it's kind of interesting. They could wake up tomorrow and find that they can't sell anything that they have. Oh, sure. I mean, I, do I think that's going to happen Or do, beyond even just being an extreme concept? No, actually, I don't. But it's within the realm of possibility. They could wake up tomorrow and find an incredible, and find out that everything they have in stock cannot be sold.
0: They could. I don't think they're. I don't think our our system is so broken that I don't think that we're capable of pushing something like that through. I really don't. I. It's it's both a good and a bad thing. It's so broken that we can't push anything th- through like that and it's also so broken that we can't push anything through uh even stuff that i think would be a good idea i I, it doesn't doesn't matter (laughs) like how good or how well supported any measure is whether it be uh no matter how you feel about stuff like uh pushing the age to certain firearms or or certain types of firearms to 21 whether it be uh checking you know uh uh red flag stuff or you know checking you know all these different things they have a whole bunch of of lists of of things that might be a good idea they're not going to do any of that because they 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 gridlock themselves so bad because they cannot listen to anyone can't be seen listening or agreeing with the other side and it doesn't matter what the other side says it's such a weird concept
1: but once again, we're going to get very in-depth on in that in a different class, different cast. Right. Sorry, I said class. We were talking about a, a game. Um,
0: <laughs> no, but uh, I, I've seen a lot of the handgun stuff. The shotgun stuff is really kind of leveled out. Everyone who wants a defensive shotgun, I think, has one. Uh, there's a lot. I, I
1: am starting to see the, one of the things that, especially for home defense, has been at least marketed as the perfect option, which are the Mossberg shockwaves. Yeah. Um you used it, it first of all the prices on those skyrocketed and you couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the prices come down on them and as well as them being findable.
0: Yeah, they've they've really stepped up the production on them. Um that and the Maverick 88 uh which yes. are both very I mean for personal defense very very good options. Uh oh, if,
1: the the Maverick 88 is excellent if you're looking for a budget option. The 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 shockwaves if you're looking for an apartment gun.
0: Now, I don't know about you, like what are the shockwaves going for around your area?
1: I, I actually saw one today just looking at, at a website and it was see, I told you I can't go in the store. So I just look at websites. <laughs> um, it, it was going for three fifty.
0: That's not bad. That's no, a, not, that's not, what not, I think it should be. Um, no, I still think that's a little much for what it is. But that's that's what they were going for pre-pandemic.
1: Well, uh, the, but not only that. This was three hundred and fifty, and it was one of the like. I think it, it was one of the Sarah coated ones as well.
0: Which I I like the Sarah coated ones. I think that's an excellent option. Uh, but they've uh, they've really kind of gone whole hog on both the Shockwave and the Maverick 88 as like, okay, look, if you want home defense, here it is in any kind of configuration, any kind of budget or price point that you want to do, just let us know. And uh, it's working. I mean, it's working, and people are just picking one up when they feel like it. It's obviously, market. it's very easy to understand what it is, what it does, how to work it. Both both options from Mossberg. Uh, They've really kind of... It's going to be difficult, in my opinion, to move Mossberg out of the top slot for defensive shotguns for the foreseeable future. Well,
1: I I have started to see the Remingtons coming back more and more and more, but I will say that I'm seeing that they definitely did not get off the starting line as well as they hopefully should have i
0: i've have seen a lot of the remington 870s come back as well uh i don't i don't know about the quality i just i really don't i haven't had my hands on one i have um i really thought i was going to be an 870 or you know a uh, uh just an 870 pump action guy and uh as it turns out what I have is in, you know, an old Ithaca 37 and a Benelli Nova. Those seem to be the pump actions that I settled on. And I you know, Bona has both the 870s in our, in our household now. And my brother's got the other one. So my brother's got the 20 gauge Remington Express. Uh and my father's got both the Wingmasters. And I just I don't know. I, I, I really like the 870, but uh, both the Benelli and the 37 are easier to take down. Um, just to do a, a basic cleaning. Uh, the Benelli I can get down in, in maybe, you know, if you if you time me, I bet you I can strip that thing in 20 seconds. All the way down from the trigger group coming out, barrel coming off, all of it. I mean, bolt coming out, the whole thing. So, it, it's... <sighs> I, I can see the the reason the the shotguns are flattening out a little bit. what what I wound up doing is uh, looking for something because I had all the shotguns I wanted. I really did. i I nothing in the last year has come out that makes me go, oh, I must have that as far as a a clay busting uh, tool. So what I did was I started looking at other stuff. We had my buddy Clay come out and he uh, brought his arsenal. Uh, out there that he normally takes to ranges, and one of the things that he brought out, which I don't know if I mentioned this on the last cast, I probably did, was a Glock conversion.
1: Yes, they're not my favorite, but I understand what your appeal towards it is.
0: I, you know, I shot his and I really liked it. <laughs> it was neat, uh, and I, I, I was like, hmm. I might have to get one of those. And then uh, what sealed it for me was Shannon shot it. And she was just, she fell in love. So she's like, this, fix it. Let's let's go.
1: <laughs> and
0: after years of understanding my sickness and my hobby, uh, when your wife says, I want one of these guns, you go out and get one. <laughs> so... Uh, I traded a uh, an old Project Gun for a Glock 19, and Wait,
1: which generation? Uh, Gen 3. Okay.
0: Now, I lucked out in that this Gen 3 had everything done to it. So it had the soft springs, it had the fixed trigger, it had I mean everything that you could do to a Glock, it had. Like only the frame was left as a Glock. I mean, everything else was aftermarket and really, really trimmed out nice. And he was looking to get rid of it because he had like eight of them. And as... Oh, darn. Yeah, as Glock guys do. Because <laughs> you've, you've met those Glock guys. I mean, it's very, it's very easy to, to spot. Uh, how many <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, wait
1: a minute, wait a minute. Don't you have three Glock 19s already? <laughs> <laughs> But see, the funny thing is, is that you can joke about it, but at the same time, you'll also have people who have different setups for AR rifles as well.
0: Yeah, and I have, or or, or, or even
1: just regular hunting rifles. I mean, so there are different things that you can do with different firearms to make them shoot in different ways to have different experiences with them. So even though you may look at a guy and go, "Wow, you have a lot of Glock 19s,"
0: (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm one to talk. You know, how many 12 gauge automatic shotguns do you have? (laughs) How many 12 gauge pump action shotguns? Well, well uh, see they're yeah, for different
1: reasons but but we're, but we're not even talking about that because what you have are different brands I do and different I models. do
0: I've got well was, actually I have three pump action shotguns. Uh, I have the uh, Rock Island, which is a defensive gun. Yes I have the Benelli which is a long distance, and I have the thirty seven which is a museum piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it but, but
1: let's but if, but if somebody were to open up your safe and find out that you had, uh, what's the model number of the Benelli?
0: Uh, Nova, it's just a Nova. Okay,
1: and you had a Benelli Nova next to a Benelli Nova next to a <laughs> Benelli Nova next to a Benelli Nova.
0: Yeah, it would look a little weird, yeah.
1: Exactly. So yeah. you do find people who have, not, not only with AR rifles, now at least AR rifles, even though they are all basically the same thing, I know someone's just had a heart attack when I said that, Um. You can but,
0: trim them out to do way different stuff and okay. f- feel very different but
1: but at the same time, and that's what I'm saying is is that it's it, you get different brands, but though you also get the glock guys so it's kind of like Glock nineteen Glock nineteen, Glock nineteen yeah. glock nineteen Glock seventeen, glock seventeen, Glock seventeen, Glock seventeen. it's kind of like, wow, you didn't even go switch out calibers
0: <laughs> exactly this one has an overextended grip, and this one has the you know the extended barrel, and this one has and yeah, and he's like that, you know. This has got the target sights. This has got the combat sights. This has got the you know fixed trigger. This has got the standard trigger. This has got the combat trigger. This has got, you know. And you're like, uh, okay, which one am I buying? <laughs> like, I don't really care. Is it a Glock? Will it fit in this thing? So I wanted to get the conversion. So I traded the the 17 for a project gun that, that uh, I had, a defensive project gun.
1: Was it like 17 or Glock 19? I'm had? sorry,
0: uh, 19. I got a 19.
1: Okay. Now the only difference between the two, obviously, is grip length and barrel length. But exactly. At the same and this time, was, it was just curious.
0: Yeah, no, this was a nineteen, and I, I was like, okay, cool. I've got the pistol, which is basically the the centerpiece of this conversion kit. And for those of you who don't know what it is, you can look up Micro Rony, which is the kind I got. Uh, Micro Rony Gen Four, actually, and basically uh, with this version of it. The uh, and I'll put the link in the chat for you, Jake, so you can follow. Oh, along. I I've seen them. Oh, okay, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I got the Gen Four. I shot a Gen Two, but I got a Gen Four because it's just way better. And you know, it's <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> mine's just way better. You no, know, it's well, it's the the thing is the the Gen 2s, they were shorter and heavier. And this was a little lighter, and it fit my wife better. So I was like, okay. Now, did
1: you get the one with the foregrip that holds an extra magazine for yes, you? Yes, I did. Okay.
0: Now, I did get, uh, and this was important because I wanted the non-NFA uh, version with the extended mag carrier, or with the, the extra mag carrier. Which means it cannot have a collapsible full stock. It has to have the collapsible, like, arm grippy stock.
1: Yeah, so basically something that is a stock, but we're saying that it wasn't designed to be a stock, so we can get away with not having a stock.
0: Right. Uh, that is exactly what that is. <laughs> but uh, this thing works great. Uh, you uh, Now, it does... It, I had to take the sights off because it had uh, very raised target sights on it, and it just would... Not fit uh, with the target sites that we were, were on it. So I gotta go yeah, get... but
1: but but you're gonna put like uh, pop-up AR sites or something of that on top of it. Well, right?
0: actually, I've already put a red dot on top of
1: it. I oh, was like, close enough.
0: Yeah, screw it. I'll just because uh, I had oh, one.
1: okay. now kinda... did we go snazzy on the red dot, or is this the twenty dollars uh, Amazon special, Jake?
0: now why would you ask a question like that of course it's the amazon special i'm not spending money on bite your tongue sir no
1: <laughs> See, the, the, the funny part about that is those 20 amazon specials work great they work fine uh hell i put one on a henry rifle for a period of time
0: yeah you know which reminds me i gotta talk about that henry in just a minute but uh, I just, I was like, no, I'm not. I already have a because Bon is over there because he's he's interested in it, but he's not like he's super like living vicariously through me so that he doesn't have to spend any money on this. But he's like looking it over because he likes shooting it as well. So we were kind of playing around and everything, and he goes, you know, how, what are you gonna do for sights on this? Because it's it's got this huge Picatinny rail on top, and and uh, I'm like, hold on. So we start digging through all my I've got those um. If you ever go to Harbor Freight, or if you, do you guys have those over there? Yep. Yeah. If you ever go to Harbor Freight and you get those like five dollar toolboxes, plastic toolboxes, they're great. I have like eight of them, full of just gear. You know, I have a cleaning one and a and a screw one full of screws and one full of scopes and one full of yeah. random trash and trinkets. I, and
1: you're more organized than I am. I have several filing cabinet drawers.
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, it's in here somewhere. Uh, so I have, I, well, mine aren't labeled or anything like that, but I just have different boxes for different stuff. And I just have, you know, just rip through them. And, uh, we found, you know, we, I had a bunch of rifle scopes, but nothing like I was looking for that red dot. And I'm like, I know I've got a great red dot for this. And I pull it out and he goes, that's not a great red dot. That's the, the, the Amazon $20 <laughs> thingy. And I'm like, yeah, but it works great. He goes, yeah, I have three of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we got that, and then uh, put it into the cradle, which did take a little finagling.
1: <laughs> and, I, and, I, and it's absolutely hilarious, because it's one of those things where people will try to give you shit for it, and then you'll hit the target dead zero, and, they're like, and you're like, see? See? It works fine. <laughs> I've got I've got a $100 red dot that won't do that. <laughs> right. This thing works great right out of the box. You adjust it to
0: whatever you put it on at whatever range you want, and it stays there. Like, I don't see the problem, you know? And uh, so we're we're like, okay. So we get the uh, we get the Glock in the cradle and kind of snap it in, which does take a little finagling. We had to get a, a Bona had to bring a sight puller over because I don't have a sight puller, uh, and I refused to spend the forty five dollars to get one. So he brought a sight puller over, yanked the sights off of that Glock, and uh, then he was fiddling because he is enamored with the Sig, right? So he wanted to come over and play with the Sig, and I know that's why he wanted to come
1: over. The Sig yeah or the h and
0: k oh i'm sorry the h and k and uh he, he was just enamored with the hk and
1: i'm just, sure you told him you can't
0: have it i'm like no no i already had to like protect this from shannon like no you're not getting. oh can i borrow it to go shoot with it i'm like yeah you can borrow it but bring it back all right all right all right, all right, all right. so he was super excited And uh, because he changed all the grip plates out and the heel plate and all that kind of thing for his hands, which, you know, he wanted a different setup than what I had on it. Because I had, um, I think I had medium, the medium heel and the medium or the small, yeah, I had medium heel and small side plates. And he wanted that reversed. He wanted the medium side plates and the small heel. So sort of like you had it.
1: Oh, no, I just had Smalls all the way around. I can Remember, I've got Hobbit hands.
0: Oh, that's right. Well, anyway, that's he wanted it reversed from what I had. And he's like, oh, this is going to be great. So he's just enamored with it. And he just, he this is the best. This is the best 9mm. This is a great 9mm. And I'm like, yes, it is. And remember where you got it. All right? Bring it <laughs> back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to do one of these. It's yours, but I'm holding on to it forever. No, 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 no. Bring it back. So... Uh, We were over there messing with it, so we yanked the uh, uh, sights off of the Glock, managed to get it into the carrier, took about five minutes, get it into the carrier, snap it home and all that, and then put the the sight on it, and put the, um, oh God, what are they called, Uh, boresight laser into the chamber of the Glock, and sighted the thing in at 30 yards, just with the the boresight laser and the... The red dot, well, actually it's a red green dot, and we use green uh, because it's a lot brighter. And at thirty yards, we were there. We took it to to the ranch, put a a round or a a magazine through it, and man, at thirty yards, it's dead on. It's just dead on. Uh, So I've got a nice little kind of uh, uh, conversion for that Glock. And of course, it's a Glock. It's not going to jam. No. It's it's fine. I mean, that being, and I think that's really what makes it for for these kind of things, which is, uh, it it's built around a Glock. It can't fail, right? Like, because if it fails, that means the Glock fails. If
1: it does jam, you pull the Glock out, bang it on the ground a couple of times, and put it back in. Yeah, it's just not that big a deal, right? It's
0: just not that hard, Um, and it doesn't like those those Gen three Glocks just don't have issues at all i mean it's it's and it's wonderful so i was like well building a system around that is actually super smart so it was it was a lot of fun to have i enjoyed the crap out of it and i was uh i i probably had about i don't know four magazines through it at this point just not a lot uh but uh i brought that back home and shannon's like oh this is good (laughs) You know, just <laughs> oh no! This, I'm like oh shit! I'm never Maybe I'm never gonna see fit this thing. It hurts. Yeah, well, and it does, and even with the the foldable like uh, uh, non-stock stock, it doesn't fit in anything, especially with a big red dot on the top of it and all the points and everything hanging off of it and and all that. It's it's makes it much larger. It is un- I mean, even if you have a heavy coat, this thing is unconcealable. Uh, I mean, I've seen shotguns that are more concealable than this thing. It's, it's ridiculous. Chris Vector. <laughs> also more concealable than this thing. Uh, just, and I, oh, God, I was watching a movie or a show or something like that the other day where they used just a pile of Chris Vectors, and I cannot remember what it was. Because I uh, just well, started laughing thinking uh, of you.
1: Was it the latest uh, uh, iteration of Total Recall? yes as a matter of fact it was and yeah. they were all over it <laughs> yeah they, 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 they well i mean if you if you need somebody who just needs to be able to pick up a stock futuristic looking uh you know rifle or submachine gun they're picking up a chris vector in, in there and it's kind of like if you need something that looks like a that's stock but looks like a futuristic style you know revolver or something like that there it's a chiapa rhino
0: yeah oh yeah
1: um, now I will say there is one thing that, that has come out that I, I completely slipped my mind until just a few moments ago. Uh, that has been going through the handgun market somewhere along the line. Ten millimeter is trying desperately to make a comeback.
0: Well, yeah, I, you know what? I've seen a lot of ten millimeter and a lot of forty Smith and Wesson.
1: Like why? I'm not seeing nearly as much forty Smith and Wesson. Now the forty Smith and Wesson did a thing with uh, when. Um, the pandemic first started because all the nine millimeters disappeared yeah um so 40 smith and wesson did a a comeback at that point in time but there hasn't been a whole lot of sporty smith and wesson out there because people have just been you know i just finding a nine millimeter find me a nine millimeter find me a nine millimeter find me a nine millimeter and somewhere along the line people have started remaking 10 millimeter uh like um they, they actually did a super upgraded X model version of the P320 from SIG in 10 millimeter. And it's just kind of like, dude, why? <laughs> <laughs> I do know a couple of people who really like shooting 10 millimeter, but quite frankly, I do not find it enjoyable to shoot at all.
0: It's an awful thumpy round. Uh, at least for me it is. And uh, look, this is coming from a guy whose favorite pistol is a Beretta 380, you know? So I can't like y- you're I'm not the audience for this clearly. But
1: I would much rather have a 45. The only problem is is that the only 45s that I can find are 1911s and I don't want that. <laughs> well, okay, you can get and a Springfield
0: and, with the grip zone.
1: Uh, <laughs> no. I'm not, no i'm not even talking to you about that um with that said uh she, see you even broke my train of thought with that piece of shit i'm oh,
0: sorry you were talking about 10 millimeter and 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 you'd rather have a 45
1: yeah but it was saying something about a 19 oh what i was going to say is the fact that i decided that i did not want a 1911 That somewhere along the line another one of our listeners hearts just broke
0: Oh, God, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, 1911 is still
0: just beloved uh, amongst now, I, shooters.
1: Now, I haven't seen any of them around here. I know that it's possible that I could order one if I really, really had it in me to do it, but I, I'd i still consider one of the Browning high powers that's floating around these days.
0: You know, initially there was uh, some, some issue, or at least uh, I've heard a lot of issues about them jamming, but... Uh, Apparently they the, you know like a two or three of the clones have fixed that issue. So, yeah. um you know, that may be a viable alternative. I mean, a lot of people love a brand new high power man.
1: Well, as I said, I'm I'm refusing to go out of my way to order one. But, you know, it's that, that's one of <laughs> you those trip things trip across it, one. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, I was reading, uh, speaking of tripping across something, I was reading in Guns and Ammo, uh, one of the newer issues, that uh, the, uh, you know, Bona has the Henry 410 single-shot rifle, or uh, yep. single-shot shotgun. It's yep. the uh, HO-15. Yep. And they just issued a recall on it. Uh, really? Ap- apparently, under certain conditions, it's possible for some of these shotguns to discharge without the trigger being pulled, if the hammer is partially cocked and then released. Uh, so, apparently, uh, they have I've a... over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was like, oh, that seems like a no-brainer to, like, you'll never have to worry about a thing. Just... That,
1: that, that, that actually makes sense, because I know, and I don't know exactly how the mechanism works, or at least how to describe it, but I do know that the Henrys actually do have a guide plate that comes into, or a... Per- Um, safety mechanism plate that goes in front of the firing pin when you initially cock it that that gets released when you pull the trigger. It's one of the ways that if you, to release the hammer, you don't typically have to worry about that. But I can imagine that if somewhere along the line you're getting it like a third of the way there and it slips, that there may be a problem with the mechanism that it doesn't have that plate in the way Mm -hmm. and snaps back on the firing pin.
0: Well, apparently the replacement or the fix for it involves replacing the trigger guard, hammer, and hammer spring. Uh, so it's uh, for shotguns and rifles manufactured in 2020 only, and uh, it will be made to your, your firearm free of charge. Uh, by Henry
1: for for well, yes because Henry is offended that it would need to be happened in the Apparently first place. they're pretty
0: upset about it. Uh, they're, they're they're not happy that, I
1: mean, that they're not pulling a Sig where it's kind of like yeah it's cool we'll 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 think about it we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah relax cool. man it'll probably never happen you know yeah they're not doing one of those. <laughs> it's <laughs> a one in a million. Ah oh, come on point it in a safe place hey look you you it's dangerous all right it's it's very dangerous type stuff because no one's going to know right no they're they're henry doesn't do that so they're very upset about it and they're uh, they're trying to get a hold of anybody who's got one of those bonna does have one i don't know if he's going to do the recall or not cuz he doesn't he is really protective of that thing <laughs> he doesn't want anybody to touch it he um i don't know how but it got a scratch on the golden brass part
1: Ooh. And he yeah, see, was see,
0: mortified.
1: Yeah, see, my my Henry shotgun does actually have a scratch on the wood foregrip, and and, and I'll admit it, it it does bother me to some extent. But at the same time, the, the the brass plating that would be a different story altogether.
0: Oh, he's so upset about it, and he did it. He did it, and he knows he did it. He did it like while he was cleaning it. It um, he was putting it on the table, and it fell over a screwdriver. And it's just like a quarter of an inch long. But it's a scratch, and it's right on the side plate. And he was devastated because not only did he do it, it it was just him not paying attention. And it's one of those things that he always, like, harps on me about and everything. And he's like, no, oh, be careful with this. This isn't one of your damn project guns. This is good stuff. And then he scratches it, like, two weeks later. <laughs> But I will say this, he does shoot it more often now because it's not pristine, right? He used to put it back in, you know, all the Henry's they ship with that sleeve that goes over Uh the receiver and and all that. And then you put it in its special bag and then, you know, you tie, cinch it tight and all that stuff. And then it goes into the foam and yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now he just throws it in the soft case. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's got a scratch on it i do
1: have to say that's one of the reasons that i've never really wanted one of the brass ones i look i
0: know what i do now i'm very careful with my shotguns and generally speaking if i mess one up i can fix it you know like if it's cause especially if it's cosmetic right i can fix that and i'm just but i'm pretty careful with them but honestly if if i can't drag it out to the middle of a field in Texas and leave it sitting in the back of a pickup truck while I, you know, put it down to go do other things and then pick it up to shoot. I don't want it. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's like, I don't appreciate hanger Queens. I just don't. Uh, I, everything I have needs to be functional. And if it's not, I probably don't need to have that. Uh, because if i I've had guns where I fixed them up so pretty or really expensive ones that I'm just scared to lose the value on if I mess them up, and they're no fun. And it's no fun. Yeah, they're yeah. no fun to have. I'm like, why? It's like buying,
1: you know, well, like. Well, the they're the same thing with the P320AXG that I've got, which is the really expensive yeah, oh, yeah, it's a beautiful uh, aluminum gun. version of the P320. Oh, and beautiful gun. I told somebody I was taking the wood grips off of it and just putting some G10s on it just so those wouldn't get scratched <laughs> up, and they're like, you're going to shoot it? I'm like, yeah, yeah. How else would I buy it? <laughs> exactly. Like if I wasn't,
0: then I wouldn't buy it. Like I'm gonna put rounds through, and that's, I guess, really my point. They're made to be used, and and and,
1: it, if... and it's still the sweetest gun I have to shoot.
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't shoot the AXG. I did shoot a uh, a 320 the other day. And, uh, well,
1: the, the AXG does have a different trigger on it than the than the standard 320. Now, you could always just throw a 320 fire control unit into it, but from the factory, it does come with an upgraded trigger.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't um it wasn't what you're describing. I mean, it's nice. Don't get me wrong, it's nice, but it's not nicer than the HK I have.
1: Oh no, the standard 320. Um, uh, yeah, I would I would take the HK over that in a heartbeat.
0: I mean, the um, HK is just butter.
1: But the but the AXG version now I, part of it is also the addition of a metal instead of a plastic frame.
0: Yes. Uh, also, the trigger on a standard, at least the standard P320 that I shot, had a um, kind of a wide, flat kind of a very flat trigger, and the, the if oh, you I'm don't up. you
1: don't you don't like the flat front. You like a curved trigger?
0: I do like a curved trigger because it's
1: okay. well. I learned to shoot on a shotgun,
0: so that's what feels
1: okay. I no now, right now I I'm not terribly. I actually can handle either one. The AXG I have is the classic that came with the classic style. Yeah, loop the curve. Yeah. Uh, trigger, but um, like for example, my my carry sig has a flat front trigger on it.
0: And do you like that? or do you find that's better? I, I don't
1: or? I don't really find much of a difference to it. I know that there are people who swear on one or the other. I I, I've I don't never really had much of an issue between the two. I don't have an issue
0: between the two. Like if I if I took one with a curved trigger and one with a flat trigger, fr- flat front trigger, I cannot say that flat front trigger face. Uh wow, that's hard to say. Um if I, if I did the ball and did it and put the targets, and I have done this, and put targets up, it will make negligible to no discernible difference in my shooting or my pattern. I will just tell you that I find the curved trigger more comfortable and more familiar to me because it feels like more like a shotgun trigger, which Makes are sense. all curved. And I know where my finger should be and how it should feel and about what I should be doing uh, with it. That's the now, that's the only thing.
1: Now, me. I will say that I have learned to dislike the, uh, the Glock-style safety triggers with the little nubby thing on them.
0: I don't like that, um, generally speaking. And that was the first thing I took off or that uh, I would have taken off of that Glock that I got, um, but he had already done that. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like oh sweet it doesn't have the little trigger nubby thing and he goes yeah those uh standard glock triggers suck I'm like oh, really oh that's cool. pretty cool so uh the the trigger system that he he put on it that on the one i have doesn't have that and it's way better just way better i don't like those at all uh the other thing i don't like is the squeeze grip safety
1: Oh, yeah, hence the grip zone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, The squeeze grip safety, I don't... All you have to do is grab it slightly wrong, and you pull the trigger and it doesn't fire, which I have had happen on several firearms.
1: Well, I mean, it goes back to the whole 1911 thing, which is, once again, one of the reasons I don't enjoy shooting a
0: 1911. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. Although, with a 1911... I don't know. You carried on half cock.
1: Really? Are you sure? I mm, I see no. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, but there are people out there who if you if you don't, you know, cherish a 1911 are pretty much concerned that a puppy dies.
0: Yeah, and look, I get it, you know. I feel I'm rapidly becoming one of those guys with a Beretta Cheetah. I'm like, "Oh, we have to save all the Cheetahs." You know, like I I want several of, like, I'm going to be that Glock guy with cheetahs. Like, I can see the need to have three different versions of that particular gun. You know, I...
1: Hey, you're talking to a guy that until he finally uh, Frankensteined what he was comfortable with, had up to, at some point in time, four P365s.
0: Yeah, I, I like, I found it. That's my gun. I want more of those. <laughs> it took me, well... You know, close to thirty years to find a a a handgun that I I am very comfortable with and I love to death. But that's it. So I I can see wanting to collect a whole bunch of them because I am on I it is an extre- If I didn't have to, I already bought tires this month and I'm
1: I'm <laughs> poor now. Um,
0: my truck looks beautiful. It looks like a little red Tonka truck. It's awesome. I got little some all terrain tires on it. Little Wild Peaks. They're awesome. Thirty one inch tires. They're beautiful. Do you need a running start to get into the truck? They are a little higher than they used to be. Uh, it is it is a little bit more than than it used to be, but, oh, God, it looks so good. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. But um, that was $800. Uh,
1: and, uh, on a complete side note, a friend of mine went to an auto show somewhere in middle America uh, this past week and sent me pictures of all of the old-style pickup trucks and I need one of those. I can't afford one. Probably will never have one. But I need <laughs>
0: okay, one. now define what you mean when you say old style, because old style, you and me, may be different than okay, old uh, we're,
1: Okay, we're talking somewhere in the 1950s, 1960s. Oh. Um, like the Though I prefer the Chevy of the two, but it's like the same era as the Ford F1. Yeah. Yeah. So still had... Um, uh, you know, almost like wood fencing on the the tailgate and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, they uh, oftentimes they'd have chrome and wood uh, strips on the bed, uh, bed floor. Yes. Yeah, uh, a lot of them were step sides. Had the big fender flares on them. Two round circular headlights with the straight across grills. Uh, chrome, all chrome.
1: Uh, uh, absolutely. Yep.
0: yep. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are beautiful
1: yeah i got a picture of a bright red one that was just stunningly beautiful
0: you know i uh now do you like the custom uh, today on car talk uh, uh
1: well do you uh, like okay. the custom I am, versions version you like
0: the, the old 1950s style only like oem
1: i am one of the sacrilegious people who would take the thing and, and just enjoy having the body of the car and then having the rest of everything else modernized
0: so like uh... new
1: stereo, air conditioning, fuel injected sort of like engine. This, yeah, um, yeah, uh, stick shift on the floor. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: yeah. Modern brakes, bigger, bigger yes, everything. Yes,
1: that is exactly what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. You see the picture?
1: <laughs> that is exactly what we're talking about. But I would want mine to be matte black and pinstriped. Ooh, pretty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, It's that's those are beautiful. Now, you find a lot of those down here in Texas.
1: You don't um, find that many of them up here.
0: Yeah. Well, Texas is truck country, so it's yeah, not. True. Um, like, I would argue that Texas and then upper parts of the Midwest, very truck country.
1: Uh, well, and that's where these pictures came from, was the Midwest. Not only that, but uh, they actually sent me a picture several years ago. Of some old rusted ones that they found in a field, and it's and it's so it was so pretty that it's actually still the screensaver on three laptops later.
0: <laughs> they have they yeah they don't make them like that anymore. No,
1: it's just it's so pretty. I would so also
0: pretty. yeah it's so pretty. Uh, I would also argue that the the old like. Um, like 1955 Chevys that look like they're leaning forward. Yes. We're cool as well. Uh, just just absolutely beautiful. See, and that's one of the things that like guys will spend money on that other than than guns and stuff like that, is trucks. Like we'll spend a significant amount of money <laughs> on trucks. We got a roadside. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there, it's just terrible. Like it's, that is the most money I spend on, uh, other than my children is guns and truck. Uh, it's just, it's bad, but, uh, yeah, the see, and for me, like having multiple iterations of the exact same handgun, only just slightly, mod, you know, slight differences between them, Seems perfectly reasonable now that I found the cheetah. I've never understood it until I found that, and I went, "Oh, I want all the versions." Well, of
1: this. yeah, as I as I said, I had the 365. I had several of them, and I Frankenstein the one that actually <laughs> I carry now, you carry? and then put enough of the other parts back to the other ones and sold them off.
0: <laughs> so, how many 365s do you have now?
1: I only have the one. Just the hybrid. Just the hybrid. Wow. Yeah, it's it's got the uh, XL uh, grip as well, and then but it's then got the uh, Chrome uh, 360, uh, excuse me, SAS slide, uh, and then the upgraded flat face trigger.
0: So somewhere there exists the leftover parts gun <laughs> that is still functional, but not anything that you wanted.
1: Exactly. <laughs> The nice thing about it is, is that it's actually, whoever has it, it is a really nice gun.
0: It's just so not what, nice like this Actually, the funny thing
1: It is is what they probably have, and I don't know specific, oh, let's put it this way. I know why somebody would buy it. I just, it, it's, it wasn't be for me. What it has is the XL slide, so it's a long slide version of a 365, but it doesn't have the long grip. So somebody who wanted a longer slide, but the shorter grip to make it easier to conceal, has that (laughs) (laughs) now me being a rotund human being uh has no has no trouble concealing the slightly longer grip so i wanted the two extra rounds
0: yeah i have not had i've worn uh the cheetah for uh a couple Well, about a month now on various occasions and uh done concealed and stuff and as long as i untuck my shirt it's fine
1: well that see that's never a problem for me once again being the rotund human being that i am i don't tuck in shirts
0: (laughs) you're like i don't do that
1: no (laughs) unless i'm literally flat out wearing a suit in which case you'll hopefully find something on my ankle instead of on my waist um yeah I, i don't tuck in shirts
0: Fair enough. <laughs>
1: Fashion for fat guys one oh one.
0: Don't tuck in the shirt. Hey look, man, I'm there. It's alright. I am not the same size as I was in college, all right? Uh it's it's uh you know, in a college it started with like a one hundred seventy it was a one hundred seventy five, now it's more like a one hundred ninety five. <laughs> I got I'm carrying an extra twenty pounds that I did when I was twenty, you know? It's just kinda how it is. But uh, twenty five year well, about uh, under a pound per year is really what I've
1: managed well, to do. The funny thing is, is I'm actually at a very very similar weight that I was when I was in my early twenties. The difference is, is that rather than being in my chest, shoulders, and arms, it's all in my belly.
0: Oh yeah, no, mine's all shifted as well. Yeah, yeah no, it's all it's all, all around right. the
1: middle area. Yeah, but but it, but it's funny. I went from being a three hundred pound guy that could probably lift that to a three hundred pound guy who really likes his recliner
0: (laughs) i want my dog and my chair (laughs) exactly (laughs) and a nap (laughs) later i'll go shooting it's fine exactly blow up some flying pottery well sir you got anything else i do not right on and we will see you guys next time thanks for hanging out On behalf of Jake Buona and I thank you for listening thank you for downloading if you're interested in more content like this or podcasts check us out at hawksideguns.com thanks again and we'll see you next time